0: Hey y'all, welcome to Poetry for Black Girls, a conversation where we discuss poetry, healing, and everyday tips that you can incorporate into your life to make life a little less stressful. I am your host, Angelina, a licensed social worker and a black girl. Here we go. Hi Kim, how are you doing
1: today? I'm good, how are you? I'm good. Would you like to (laughs) introduce yourself? Yes, everyone. I am Kim Singleton. I am the author of the newly released book called I Love My People. It is a book length poem that celebrates the resilience and beauty of Black people and just a little bit about my background. Um, I've always been interested in the arts. Um, I've always been a writer. I've produced and directed and written several short films. I've written stage plays that have been produced. And now I am highlighting and focusing on my poetry, which is how I came to do I Love My People. Okay, so do you feel comfortable sharing a poem with us today? Um, Sure, I can read a portion of the poem from I Love My People or I can read a separate poem, it's your choice.
0: Oh, Liz, can you do I Love My People?
1: Okay, okay. I'm not going to do the whole thing because it's a book length point, but I'll do uh, the first few stanzas. Okay. 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 I love my people. Creative names, saggy pants, soul train lines that wobble dance, fish fries, collard greens, urban slang, dudes named Pookie that dozens gang. My people. Old men on corners talking trash, tell stories of old of times long past. Jokes and catcalls you can't escape, but keep watchful eyes when I come home late. I love my people. Micro braids, box braids, locks and cornrows. Finger waves, twist outs, knots and afros. All types of textures for all types of styles, from one to four C. We're so versatile. Designs for our hair go back centuries, reflecting our culture and identity. I love my people.
0: Oh, thank you so much. That was beautiful. <laughs>
1: thank um, you.
0: You're welcome. So, what would you say uh, was your inspiration behind I Love My People?
1: Oh, I, you know, I love telling this story because uh, I had written I Love My People years ago, maybe a good 10 years ago before it was published. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was sitting in a park one day going for a morning walk, and I decided to take a seat. And uh, I saw these young men, teenagers, and they were just joking at each other terribly. And they even had me laughing. And then I saw a white couple come by, and they seemed to be very intimidated or fearful of these young men and it just real it made me realize that they don't understand us Mm -hmm. there's so many um, images that are positive about us they probably were feeding into what the mainstream media defines our young men as so as I sat there I was thinking about all the things that I love about our people and I just start writing them down and I would write something down try to make it rhyme. And then I go, you know what, I love my people. So that was pretty much the inspiration for it. Mm -hmm. Um, The original poem was only about 12 stanzas. But when I got connected with a publishing company, and they wanted to make it a book length poem, they encouraged me to expand it. So it was very easy for me to just write down things I love about my people, because we have so much in our history, so much we've contributed to culture. So
0: yeah, That was my
1: inspiration, yeah.
0: And I love it, like you said, you know, other people don't understand. <laughs> and when you, mm-hmm. like, I feel like what you encompass in the book is things that only Black people can understand. Like, we all have some idea of what each, you know, stanza of the poem is referring to, like, the braids, the cat calls, um, The jokes like we've seen it we have some idea of what that looks like because that is our culture
1: exactly exactly yeah and one of the things I want to say about our culture too if you take a step back and you look at it almost everything that we have created has been out of a sense of survival you know we came they brought us to this country as enslaved people and we just created so many things in order for us to survive And fast forward, it has been embraced by American culture. And I don't think people understand where a lot of the stuff that they have embraced comes from. It comes from our survival.
0: Exactly. Oh, exactly. So
1: where okay, like we have all of
0: these negative, you know, stereotypes about black people that we see Um, so where did your sense of love, uh, for yourself and black people come from? Like, I feel like we almost have to unlearn hating ourselves in America. So how, Uh like, was that journey for you as far as self-love and loving black people as a whole?
1: Yeah. Well, I think just, um, you know, with my family and where I went to school and all of that, uh, I've just been surrounded by the positive positive images of our people and I am a fan of the black arts movement that took place in the late 1960s and the early 1970s because all the popular music all the culture back then was about our unity and our beauty if you think about it James Brown had a song say it loud I'm black and I'm proud And he had this song, What We Need Is Soul Power. And Nina Simone had this song called Young, Gifted, and Black. And I remember Chuck Brown and the Soul Searchers had a song called We the People. You know, it was just that era, you know, we were fighting one common enemy. And our culture and our music and our art reflected the unity we had amongst each other. And I was like, you know what, I I, I would love for that to be, you know, part of our culture or highlight that right now Mm -hmm. for us. So that's really kind of my inspiration. That's why when I, you know, have book signings and I recite the poem, I have the audience participate by saying, I love my people because I believe in mantras. If you keep saying things, (laughs) it will become your reality.
0: Right. That is such a healing experience. I feel like the book itself and the, what you are trying, what you are uh, bringing to our culture now, a sense of loving, you know, our Blackness and our and our culture and our people, like that's a very healing experience. Uh, like you said, with the James Brown song, like, yeah, we, we have stuff like that. Like, I'm Black and I'm Proud, you know, things that, uh, really uplift us and make us proud to be a people.
1: Exactly.
0: So I know uh, you went to Howard University. So
1: Yes, H-U, you know.
0: <laughs> so how would you say, you said you've been surrounded with the positives. Um, how would you say going to Howard University, like, did that change or enhance any of your views um, after?
1: Oh, Yeah, it definitely enhanced it, you know, because when you're in high school, you know, you're hanging out with your friends, you're doing your thing and you are not really focused on anything outside of your immediate community because you're in high school, you're hanging out. You know, I was a cheerleader. I used to hang out with the athletes and go to the parties. And sometimes when you're so focused on just your community, you think that everybody is like you or likes the same things or understands the same things that you do. When I went to Howard University, um, you know, my parents had exposed me to things, but Howard had such a great array of Black people from all over the dia- the African diaspora. Mm-hmm. Like you would have people from the Caribbean, um, people from Africa, people from the Middle East. You would have, uh, you know, Black people who grew up very wealthy. You would have Black people who, you know, they didn't have the means, their family didn't have the means, but they were like, Super smart, like genius level Mm -hmm. coming to Howard University because Howard University created that community that these people, these geniuses, could come (laughs) to a university. And I always describe it as like a melting pot of chocolate. We were just, you know, so diverse in who we are as a people. You know, it's just we have people who ended up being politicians, like our vice president, Kamala Harris, who went to Howard University. We have yeah, we have people who were just amazing talents and actors like, may he rest in peace, with Bosman. Mm. Uh, we have the first Supreme Court Justice, Thurgood Marshall, who went to Howard University Law School. You have all that in one place. And when you go there, you see the possibilities of who you can be, what you can aspire to, and it's just it's just so uplifting. And that's why many people who went, who went to Howard University, we are so proud of our school. People say we're like a cult sometimes, <laughs> but you know, we experience all these things and you know, some of our classmates may turn out to be running the country. It's just it, it just makes you so proud and so proud of who we are. And those are the images that I really wish that would be put out there more, Mm -hmm. you know, as opposed to, you know, the gun violence, this, that, you know, that's one piece of it. And it's just not just our people because that's a function of your economic situation.
0: right?
1: Um, But it's just that our negativity is put out there more than other races Mm -hmm. that are put out there more. So if you're going to put out the bad stuff about us, Put out the good stuff just as much. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because there's a lot of stuff out there that could counterbalance all of that.
0: Right. That is so true. Um,
1: I remember so
0: I'm <laughs> I'm from um uh, Arkansas. And like in Arkansas, uh, you know, it's a red state. <laughs> we only have a few HBCUs. I think maybe we have three total. Um, and I remember like going to my having my first job and I told my supervisor I was like oh yeah I'm going to an HBCU and he said what's that and I was like what um, like people literally don't know what a historically black college or university is like mm-hmm. it just blew my mind that people could even live in a world where a whole college or university is created for black people still here in existence you know, where it's, yes, Black people go to college, and there's a lot of us (laughs) at these colleges. Uh And it just, Uh you know, that wasn't in his face. Like, he wasn't even aware of it. Or, I'm curious, like, did he even know there's, like, there's a difference? Like, we call PWIs predominantly white institutions. Like, you know him not even being aware that there is this divide and there is a difference in the college experiences but you know for you to mention all of the the greats that came from Howard it's just like it makes me think you know how some people don't even realize this part of black culture like how much we are doing
1: Right, exactly. And, you know, some people will argue that there's no need for HBCUs. But the thing is, there's still a lot of racism in this country. And uh, when you come out of high school, those are your formative years. So kind of, you know, you're still going to have issues and people are people, you're still going to have conflicts and challenges, etc. But to be able to take off the plate the fact that you're a person of color and you can address everything else is really very uplifting, Mm -hmm. you know, um, at least for me, you know, and I think it depends on the person and everybody's experience is different. I know I have friends who went to PWIs who had very rewarding educations, Mm -hmm. but, you know, but for a lot of us, you know, (laughs) you know, we need to, you know, we need to be around our own people and be able to discuss things and, 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 for people not to look at us like side-eye because we want to talk about racial issues or if we want to be activists or militant, it's not a strike against us at the institution where we are are getting our education.
0: Oh, yeah. I 100% agree with that. Um, and
1: it's, it's just, it's, like
0: you said, as far as going to an HBCU and being able to take my race off the table. Like, oh, so to be in a place where, not only are people beautiful, Black, educated, you know, and they're from all over, uh, and just be in a safe space, HBCUs, I I would say, are definitely necessary, especially for the development piece, because um, we, like I said, like, I know for me, especially going up in Arkansas um, in high school, it was a lot of, a lot of hatred like towards black people like we were taught to kind of hate ourselves and so when I went to an HBCU I'm like what like our Uh queen is dark skin like she has the most beautiful dark skin on the campus like and she's Uh our queen you know like this girl is on the on the billboard you know that was different for me so it just it was definitely a part of my development going to HBCU Uh uh-huh
1: uh-huh
0: Yeah, well, I'm so happy um, that I got to speak with you. Um, So is there a way that the audience can um, access um, any of the uh, films or the books or just contact you in general?
1: Yeah, the best way to uh, get in touch with me is through my Instagram page. It's at sing sing 2000 that's s-i-n-g s-i-n-g 2000 that's the name of my company um and dma me. you know i'll get back to you that's the only thing i really check i don't check emails or websites or everything but i do check my instagram page and then in my the link in my bio is a link tree that has a, a link to all the different projects that i work on so that's at Sing Sing 2000, S I N G, S I N G, 2000. Okay.
0: Well, um, is there anything else you want to add or talk about?
1: Well, the only thing is I just want to do another push for my book. I love my people. You can um, order it from all the wherever they sell books, Amazon.com, Barnes and Noble. I'm encouraging people to go to their black owner independent bookstore and ask for them, ask for it or order it if they don't already have it. You can also uh, purchase it on the African-American Literature Book Club site, which is AAL com. that's aalbc.com if you want to support a black-owned business
0: okay and i will have all of that linked in the show notes for you all to contact kim and um get access to her book i love my people and um see all of her different projects so Well, I hope y'all enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. If you enjoyed listening to the podcast, please like it on whatever platform that you listen to this podcast. Leave a comment and share the podcast on social media platforms using the hashtag poetry for black girls. I'll talk to y'all on another episode of poetry for black girls. Bye.